0: This is America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. I just see a huge train wreck come down. On News Talk 1290, join the conversation by calling 1 800 577 1290 or online at healthreformexplained.com. Once again, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Action is not a
1: choice, it is a necessity. So I am calling on all Democrats and Republicans in Congress to work with us to save Americans from this imploding Obamacare disaster. With our special guest of the week, John Trina Sean McGuire here on America's Healthcare Challenge. Welcome back to the show, John. I hope all is uh, going well up there in Wisconsin. You're in Milwaukee. I went to Marquette actually. I uh, oh. my old uh, stomping grounds. They're actually playing Creighton today, so uh, kind they of an really interesting. They are. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's pivotal for getting a good spot in the NCAA tournament. So, yeah. I think so. Yes. Yeah. Um, let's go go, go warrior
1: yes exactly um let's uh get into uh some of these areas that we uh that i think we can uh, all agree on in in concept to, to solve some of these problems i really enjoyed your um your five steps for controlling healthcare costs on your website com. i encourage the listeners to to check it out why why don't we uh, go through those uh briefly
0: yeah well i haven't got the book in front of me but but I pretty well know them, you know, and we've already talked about self-insurance, uh, uh, Sean, and we've already talked about transparency. You know, the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the debate across the United States today, and it was true during the Obamacare years of debate, was basically about who pays and who's eligible. But they, the elephant in the room, and I use that word advisedly with the Republicans in control, the elephant in the room, is the cost and so you know so they're really if you think about what's going on in congress they're not talking about the cost they're talking about who's going to pay for it do we use subsidies or do we use credits uh and who's eligible and who isn't so they're really not getting at the the root problem here which is the cost so Mm -hmm. the so the thing you want to do is is get at the cost and obviously with you've you got to get the incentives and disincentives right so people act like consumers. And that's that's basically done with a consumer-driven plan where you have a high deductible and it's offset by some kind of personal savings account, either an HSA or an HRA. And so that works. And I think it's sort of a given that everybody understands that now. But the one that's probably equally profound is is what I call proactive primary care. Mm-hmm. And we have a very, very expensive broken business model for the delivery of care and essentially you go in and you spend a couple minutes literally 6 or 8 minutes with your primary care doc and if you've got some kind of a symptom you're quickly whisked off to a, a specialist who is a very very expensive dude and then if you got anything going on you're you're all of a sudden get all kinds of tests and you're in the system and the meter is running like crazy so what what the what the right business model is 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 deal is deal with most of the problems down at the primary care level. So what smart payers are doing companies is they're putting in on site or near site clinics for their people. If they anywhere they have enough of a concentration. So and so now you you, you you apply the same management discipline to keeping people healthy and out of the hospital as you do to any other facet of your business. So just I'll just close that little thought with an example. So at Seragraph, We have an annual required health risk assessment, and it it involves a blood draw. So we know, for instance, exactly who our diabetics are. We know how many we got, and by the way, it includes spouses too, and we know exactly who they are. Well, across the country, a lot of people don't know. Only a third of the diabetics are under control at Serigraph because we know who they are, and we've got the incentives and disincentives right. We're all over it, and we've got almost 100 percent of our diabetics under control for for the three blood tests. So, and you know, the end the end game on diabetes is not pretty. It's, right. You know, it can be amputation, blindness, and so on, and a great big health uh, bill to go along with it. So, so I would say that, that that the most profound one is is getting proactive primary care going, keep people healthy. You know, keep them out of the hospital.
1: Yeah, prevention. And keeping those people that are sick from getting sicker as well. Yep. Yep. If you
0: you got some polychronics, you really, really want to be paying attention to them, you know?
1: Exactly. You know, I like this number three, which is identifying um, centers of value. You touched on that last segment a little bit. Uh, Could we kind of unpack that a little bit for the audience so they might understand what that is?
0: Sure. Well, everybody probably understands that value has three components, and the components are quality first. Service second, and then price third. So you need all three of those, and they constitute value. So when we go looking for a, center, a, a value center of value, the first thing we look at is is quality. Now it's a little hard to pull out quality statistics, but they're out there. And the one that I like to use as a surrogate is, is the infection rates. You know, if a, if a if a hospital has driven out. Most of the infections in their operation, you can be pretty sure they got their act together across the board. So we look at their infection rates, we look at their reInvents, and if they if they pass the hurdles on those scores, then we start talking to them about their service. And you know, can you get in? Can you get same day appointments? Um, can you get your your lab results back same day? And then finally, we say, okay, now give us a a bubble price. Give us a good price. And if you do all that, you're going we're gonna steer. Our, our people to you.
1: Right, right. And I think that's um, that's the exact approach that um, needs to happen. I, you know I, we're, we're reviewing these these five things. Number one, adopting a consumer driven health plan. two, making prices and quality transparent. Three, identifying the centers of value like we just identified and talked about. Four, primary care, emphasizing that five, getting serious about chronic disease. One thing I, I might insert into uh, the conversation would be um, education. H- how did you educate your employees as you were going about this? Because did did you get any blowback from them?
0: Well, you know, when you first go, when we were an early mover on uh, when HSAs were created back in 2003. So Jan 1, 2004, we moved to a a consumer-driven plan, a high deductible. In our case, we offset it with a with an HRA instead of an HSA. It's an account.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, so I was, you know, you have to do a lot of, as you say, education and communication to say, hey, this this is going to be good for you, you know. And one of the things I always point out to our employees is, look, you know, we're sharing these costs. So in a typical company, 75% is paid for by the employer and 25% by the employee. So I came, hey, guys, we are we got a compact. We're in this together. I can't manage this thing from the top of the company you got to co-manage it with me from the ground up and and so once the people understand that there's a mutuality there they we're in it together they start changing how they look at the world they you know they if it comes up and somebody you know they're in there and let's say they need an MRI and their doctor says well just go down the hall and uh, we'll get your midR down the hall and they come back and you got a four thousand dollar MRI bill well, you can buy an MRI in Milwaukee at Smart Choice MRI for 600 bucks. So what you've got to do is get your people educated and, and learn to be consumers. And they say, whoa, whoa, no, I'm not going down the hall. I'm not. I'm sorry, I'm I'm going to Smart Choice MRI, and we'll send you, doctor, we'll send you the the MRI from that independent provider. Um, so people have to learn how to be good consumers. They have to learn how to take care of the health of their family. So there is. A lot of education, a lot of communication. And we just sort of, at our, at our company, we use, it's just sort of a drumbeat. We talk about it all the time in every channel that we can find. You know, the bulletin boards, uh, we have monthly meetings with all the employees. There's always a subject that comes up. Um, so, you know, we just we just talk about it all the time.
1: And that's that's what needs to be done. Now, can some of those same things be done for consumers and those listening out there? And what can they do to contribute to all this?
0: Well, if, you, if you're buying an individual health plan, you know, as you know, Sean, about 150 million Americans are, are covered by their employer mm-hmm. plan, but there's a whole bunch of people, at least another 100 million adults, uh, out there uh, shopping for individual policies. Well, some of them are on Medicare and, and Medicaid, but there's a good chunk that are buying individual policies, and it's a little harder to self for a single person to self-educate, but there is a lot of stuff on the internet, and the insurance companies do have a lot of uh, website material. Uh, they do have transparency sites. They're a little clunky, but they're out there. So yeah, you, an individual can can learn this stuff. You know, people are already on the web a lot, looking up their individual health situations. You know, if they've got Lyme's disease, they're they're on the web figuring out what it's all about. But by the time they go in to see the doctor, they're pretty informed already. So it really is a partnership.
1: Exactly. Um, what what are some things that they could ask their doctor or should ask their doctor.
0: <laughs> well, you can try to ask them, how much is this going to cost? And uh, I'll guarantee you, you won't get an answer. <laughs>
1: right. No, yeah. They don't know, probably.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, I just, you know, I would, uh, you know, they'll probably refer to, your, their, to their their accounting office, and they're probably going to stumble and fumble around trying to give you a price on whatever procedure you're, let's say you're going in for a colonoscopy. But um, that's one, and of course, then just be knowledgeable about it disease, whatever your situation is, your disease or your, your symptom, and, and just be, be, you know, operate on, a, on, a, on an equal level with your doctor. It's not a, the doctor knows all anymore. It's, a, it's more of a collaborative arrangement between you and the doctor. So um, that's the world that's emerging anyway, and I think most people are, are getting a whole lot smarter about medical conditions than they ever were.
1: Right, and there's a lot of information out there, uh, I guess, with the internet and, and things like that, but I, I couldn't agree more on how uh, patients need to look at their relationship with their doctor as more of a partnership. Uh, yeah, I've
0: got to get a new knee because I beat it up with a lot of athletic activities. So, you know, I'm in with my doctor and and my so biologist and she's on the web. We've already learned a lot about it. So I, do I get general anesthesia or do I get a you know, regional anesthesia? So we're... We're, and I asked the doctor about that and he gave me all the pros and cons and talking it over with my wife to see which one we want to do so that's the kind of dialogue that that you need
1: precisely hey John well uh, thank you so much for joining us do you have any final thoughts I wish we could uh talk I could talk to you for about three hours probably about all of this stuff but we're up, yeah. up against the time out
0: well I mean join the revolution and just get smart about it if you've got a company you know obviously go self-insured and and just dive in and start managing this stuff well, here I guess my parting uh, thought uh, Sean was these costs can be managed they can be managed and you just have to think about it with with a managerial um, uh, frame of mind as opposed to just being an indiscriminate uh, you know part, uh, partaker or you know entitlee for healthcare just be smart about it and 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 you can you can manage this stuff.
1: Exactly. Couldn't agree more. Hey, John, thank you so much for your time here on America's Health Care Challenge. I hope you can come back and join us again sometime.
0: I'd be happy to, Sean. Thank okay. you for having me on. Bye. I
1: appreciate it very much. Uh, hope to talk to you soon. And uh, you can find our interview with John on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash America's Health Challenge. Now check out his website, John where you can find links to his two books and uh, some really good information. Uh, really enjoyed that interview. Glancing ahead at our next segment, we have some more inside the Beltway, looking at uh, some uh, division within the GOP on an Obamacare replacement, and I'm going to tell you about Senator Rand Paul's uh, interesting adventure. We'll be right back. Mandating every American to buy government-approved health insurance was never the right solution for our country.